Side Hustle Show 141, Do the Scary Thing, my top 10 side hustle fears. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where it's all about ideas, action, and results. This is episode 141, special Friday edition for you, um, and it's a special spooktacular Halloween edition, talking about doing the scary thing. What what is what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of in this world? Talking about my ten um, most paralyzing side hustle fears, and here some uh, some fears from some side hustle show listeners about some of their scary business moments. So. Fear is something I think we'll, we're always going to have with us because it's it's a universal thing, right? And we have books with subtitles like "Learn How to Eliminate Fear" and "Punch Fear in the Face." But it, and, and take it from someone who who used to wear a lot of no fear T-shirts. Like it, this is something. There's always going to be something to to be afraid of. So I just want to be the first person to say I am. I hate being afraid. I am not into uh, haunted houses or scary movies. Like no, thank you. I am not. I'm not all about that. Like scary movie. What's the point of that? Like I don't want to spend my entertainment hours like being terrified. I give me give me an action movie. Give me a comedy movie. Give me a uh, give me a triumphant sports movie. That's where that's where it's at for me. And the um, the uh, Penguins of Madagascar, the best uh, <laughs> best Netflix find recently. I think you really like it. That one is uh, is a ton of fun. So the. Um, Somebody once told me this. I don't know if this is true, and you guys on Periscope can back me up on this. The uh, the only natural fear uh, we have as humans is falling. Like that's the only thing that babies are born with, like an instinctive fear of falling, of being dropped or something. Um, not um, not spiders, not uh, darkness, not not public speaking, um, but just falling. We actually some friends of ours actually took um, our took their baby into this cave up in the California foothills. And you go a couple hundred feet down into the into the cave, into the earth, and they shut off all the lights. It's pitch dark and not a peep from this baby. So I think that that may be anecdotal, but that kind of backs up, hey, I'm not I'm not afraid of the dark. I just you know, he was still close to his mom. So um, let's get into my top ten uh, side hustle fears, and we'll be playing some clips from side hustle show listeners uh, in here as well. So um, one of the very first fears that I encountered was kind of like this fear of strangers, like being an introvert, uh, talking to strangers is very, very uh, difficult, very scary for me. And it's um, <laughs> when I first encountered this, or when I first encountered this, like in a professional or in a business standpoint, was uh, cold calling for my for my painting business. And I remember sitting there in that truck trying to figure out, well, nothing nothing's going to happen until I go ring that first doorbell. And it took uh, it took quite a bit of time to kind of psych myself up and go and uh, go and make that happen. And so I'm still kind of overcoming my fear of talking to strangers and trying to get <laughs> get over that. But it's uh, you, and, and there'll be a co- there'll be some common themes to all of these fears. So we'll get down into that in a second. Um, fear number two for me is the fear of making just bad decisions, like making bad hiring decisions, making mad, uh, you know, web development project decisions. And this is really paralyzing because until you make the decision, you can't move forward. Um, when I was first building the shoe site, it was like a 
$10,000 investment, which as a percentage of net worth at the time was like a really big, it was a really big bet to lay down. And it was it was kind of scary and I've made some horrible hiring decisions or, or web development decisions uh, since then. And I want to play a clip from uh, Michelle Jackson from the shopmycloset.project.com. Let's see if we can find uh, Michelle's clip. She talks about uh, kind of a similar fear in, uh, in getting started. Let's see if we can do this. Hi, my name is Michelle Jackson and my scariest uh, moment was actually deciding to go into business um, for myself. I had worked my job for 10 years and going on my own was really a really scary decision. I'm so glad that I did. I'm still eating. (laughs) Um, And I think that 2016 will prove to be a much more um, successful and focused a uh, year in terms of my business endeavors. My uh, blog is the Shop My Closet Project, shopmycloset.project.com, and my podcast is Girl Gone Frugal. And you can uh, check me out as I share my adventures into um, paying off debt, being self employed, and creating my best life. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing that fear, the fear of just getting started. And I'm actually going to be a guest on uh, Michelle's Girl Gone Frugal. I guess I'm an honorary girl for, for the episode. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, side hustling and you know personal finance and, and all that stuff. So, Michelle, thank you for sharing that. That's shopmycloset.project.com. Now, fear, uh, fear number three for me is kind of the fear of embarrassment. And this is you know, you've heard of like dog people versus cat people and, and cats just, you know, walk away because they don't give a and and dogs, you know, kind of get embarrassed, right? Like, I guess I'm more of a dog person at that point. Like if I, more so years ago, right? Like if I start a blog, what are my friends going to think? If I, if I start doing videos, like what are my, what are my friends going to say? Like if I share this on Facebook, they're going to be like, hey, he's not that smart. He's not that successful. Who, who is he talking about? And that's um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, the practice of, of writing now for, for several years and the practice of doing the podcast for a couple of years, it's kind of getting over that fear of embarrassment, putting yourself out there, because that's when the good things, um, the good things start to happen. So fear number four for me is the fear that it all comes crashing down. Like at any minute, could, could this house that I've built, could this, um, this empire that I've built or been building come crashing down? And it did in, uh, a pretty abrupt way in my in my shoe business. Actually, on day one, uh, you know, I given my given my notice. Day one of self employment, Google says, "Hey, your advertising account is poor quality. We can't we can't have this on our network anymore." And I was like, "Oh my gosh! I just turned in the keys to my company car. What am I doing here? You know, this is horrible." And you know, you go through the seven, st- you know, the twelve stages of denial and anger and and frustration, and eventually you have to figure out, like, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to get through this? And it was uh, it was a pretty stressful summer. Like for everybody watching on Periscope and and who's seen pictures of me, like I used to have hair before that summer. It was a very stressful, uh, very stressful time. So there's there's always that fear of it all could come crashing down. And thankfully now have a little bit more a little bit more diversification and a little bit more control over the platform right um even even if itunes shuts down even if um even if facebook shuts down I still have you know a little bit of a much more than i did back in the day a little bit of a built-in uh, cushion in that case so number five 
um, fear for me is just the fear of, of messing up. The fear, like I'm like a perfectionist in my trade, right? So the fear of messing up, I think that's what struck me really hard the, the probably 36 hours, 48 hours before my like TEDx talk. Because you, you're going up there, you know, no notes, no teleprompter. You're going up there completely naked and you just have to hope like you rehearse this enough. And I think it went off okay. And I, there was like this one moment of terror, like at the very beginning of my talk where I like forgot my line. And in my head, it felt like 30 seconds gone by. And then you watch the video and it was like a second and a half. It was just like a dramatic pause for effect. So it didn't, it didn't end up going be didn't end up being as as bad as I thought, but still, the fear of uh, fear of messing up um, is is a, is a hard one uh, to get over, and it kind of leads into number six: is the fear of like breaking the rules, and not so much in the rules are meant to be broken kind of stage, but like actually getting in legal trouble. There's so many rules and regulations and how you set up your corporations and businesses and entities and all this stuff. Like that's kind of scary for me. And early on, one of my, this is actually one of my best side hustles was a site called newbalance992.com. This is like, that was at the time, like their flagship running shoe. And I was like, this is perfect. Why is no one registered this domain? Uh, it's like an exact match keyword. His shoe sells for hundred bucks. That's like a fifteen twenty dollar commission every time somebody ordered orders it. It was a fantastic side hustle until, of course, New Balance says, "Hey, cease and desist. Why are you using our trademark?" And I was like, "I, I didn't know. Like, why? Why? You know, what do you mean? That's not allowed. I'm selling your product." Um, but of course, I did not want to fight. Um, didn't want to fight New Balance, so ended up shutting that business down. And actually, have Dave Chesson on the line, who is going to share kind of a similar story about uh, these legal troubles and what they can do to your business. Dave runs Kindlepreneur.com. You're actually going to hear from him on an upcoming episode of the Side Hustle Show. So let's play Dave's clip. Hey guys, Dave Chesson here of Kindlepreneur.com. And the scariest moment for me was when somebody filed a copyright infringement against one of my books on Amazon. This was earth shattering. All of a sudden, I went from having these books making money to being frozen because Amazon just shut down my account. Now, I hired a lawyer and I got right after the person who did it and kind of find out they weren't even, there was nothing they were standing on. There was no grounds for them to do this. Uh, but, you know, in the process of facing this, I learned so much about it. I'm actually a lot stronger because of it. And if anybody ever does do that again, I will be prepared for it. So that was my scariest moment, but I'd also say it was one of the most crucial and important moments in my entrepreneurial life. That's right. You say if you're, um, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. If you can get over the stuff and move ahead, that's what uh, that's what it takes. So uh, Dave's site, Kindlepreneur.com. Dave, thank you uh, for the for the clip there. Excellent site, one of my favorite go-to sites for all things uh, self-publishing. So number seven is uh, the fear of missing out. I think FOMO is uh, very much uh, alive and well, and I'm trying to get over this one. But there, there's always going to be conferences with um, you know great speakers and internet friends and, and virtual conferences, the new greatest, uh, latest and greatest thing. Um, there's meetups in the city. I'm actually like, leaving right after this to go to a meetup in the city. Like There's always going to be something going on that... And that means there's always going to be something to be missing out on. And you know, it's, it's really tough to prioritize that and see what's going on. Um, is that really going to drive my thing forward or is it just a distraction? So fear of missing out. 
uh, is alive and well in inside us all nation. Um, fear number eight for me is the fear of losing money. And it kind of is along lines with the fear of making bad decisions. But for, for a lot of years, and even today to a certain extent, like it kind of has paralyzed me from investing, even though I know I should. Like I kind of have subscribed to the Mark Cuban war chest theory, not by any principle, but more out of like inertia and accident, where it's like we kind of hold a lot of money in cash rather than putting it into the market or putting it into, um, I don't know, like other other investments, even though we know we probably should. Um, and that kind of goes along lines with making making investments, making bets based on net worth, on what you can afford to lose and, you know, the potential upside from that. So Michael uh, from michaelalder.com actually has a, has a pretty scary story about losing money on, uh, on his apparent side hustle as a hard money lender. So let's roll the tape uh, from, uh, from Mike on this one. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Nick, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share my spooky story with you. This is Michael Alder from michaelalder.com, and one of my side hustles is providing small loans to real estate investors so they could finish their projects. So an investor with a good track record with me came to me and wanted to borrow $10,000 for $12,000 return in uh, uh 60 days. So everything sounded great. He had a good track record, so I went ahead and did it on a handshake, and that was a big mistake on my end. 
Now, 60 days goes by, I contact him to get the return, and all he had was $1,000 of the 12000 owed. So I was furious by this. It seemed like there was no sight of me getting my money back. And even scarier, I had to tell my wife that I just lost ten grand. Now, rather than calling Uncle Tony to take out the trash for me, I played it cool, told him, just give me something every Friday till we're straight. And uh, about six months later, by me going to his doorstep every Friday to shake him down for whatever I could, I got the full 12000 back. So the moral of the story is, by not losing your cool, play everything cool, and just keep everybody happy, I was able to get the money back and move forward. So lesson learned, always secure your investments, don't do anything on a handshake. And I hope you get a kick out of this spooky story. That's awesome, Mike. Thanks for for sharing that. And still, hey, you end up getting the money back in six months. That's still a great return. That was at a forty percent ROI. That's fantastic. So, uh, had a happy ending despite a scary uh, beginning. So, uh, number nine for me is the uh, is the fear of rejection. And if you want more on this, um, there, there's a whole uh, you know TEDx talk on um, rejection therapy. And actually, Alex Barker, uh, you know, former. Uh, guest on the show, former co-host on the show, uh, runs the 66-Day Experiment podcast, is going through 66 days of rejection, very entertaining, he's doing videos for each one, kind of asking people crazy questions and and expecting to get um, rejected. And the rejection therapy that I just went through, so you guys know, I don't like go out and pitch like celebrity entrepreneurs or like big name people to come on the show, Um, but kind of at Alex's encouragement, I reached out to uh, Andy Weir, who's the author of The Martian, because I love The Martian, love love the book, love the movie, and and it, actually he's he used to work in our adopted hometown of Livermore, and so I was like, man, if anybody has an in, it'll be it'll be me, right? And uh, my wife actually works at the national uh, lab where he like interned or something. I was like, man, I've got a great in. Uh, we can talk self publishing because The Martian started out as a self published book before, you know getting a major movie deal with Matt Damon. I was like, this is going to be an awesome story. And, you know, within an, within an hour, he was like, no, I can't do it. I'm working on my next book. So I was like, oh. All right, so that was my rejection uh, therapy. So not too big of a, of a disappointment. I guess I didn't have much expectation there, but I thought it would have been cool a cool get for the, for the show. And number 10 for me is, uh, is the fear of wasting time is... So you're asking, you have to ask yourself the question, like, is this the highest and best use of my hours? Which is, you know, HBU, highest, best use is kind of a term from the real estate world. And they use it to justify like bulldozing old buildings and putting up, you know, multi-million dollar condos and stuff like that. Like, like the house in Up, like that was an example of highest and best use, right? Um, but I like to think of it in terms of like, personal time as well. Like, is this my highest and best use? Should I be doing something else with my hours? Is this getting me where I want to go? And uh, Aja McClanahan uh, from Principles of Increase has a kind of a, a story about taking really an extreme measure to uh, make sure she was using her time to accelerate her financial independence. So let's play the clip from Aja. Hey, Nick, it's Aja McClanahan with PrinciplesofIncrease.com. And our scary story is the same as our claim to fame in an attempt to decrease our personal burn rate, which, as you know, has a direct bearing on like how much you can invest into your side hustles. We've moved to the hood. And when I say hood, I mean, there were bullet holes in some of the doors when we moved in. Why the hood? Well, that's where we got a home with no mortgage. And as a result, we were able to pay off all of our debt and start two businesses that are still going strong today. So I'm happy to say that this was a scary story, but it actually has a pretty good ending. Thanks for letting me share, Nick. 
You bet. Thanks for coming on. Risk and reward. Going into uh, a war zone, it sounds like not the safest thing to do, but uh, apparently a good one for uh, for finances. So, Aja, thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Her site is principlesofincrease.com. And with perhaps Aja being an exception, I want to think. I want to say the common denominator of all these fears is that while they may be scary, uh, the worst case scenario is is not life-threatening. And again, bullet holes in the doors, possibly life-threatening. Um, and in most cases, it's also not going to be a lifestyle changer to co- overcome that fear. And lifestyle change, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, is a phrase that my wife and I use to describe investments or windfalls or stupid purchases or losses. You know, frame it, frame it like that. Hey, a year from now, is it a lifestyle changer? No, it's not. It's not a big deal. Okay, that's great. You know, it's it's fine. You know, life life goes on. And you guys want to know one of my most irrational fears? Um, it's mice. Uh, it's like bad. We we had mice uh, at our old place, um, and a couple a couple different times. And I was just a wreck, like losing sleep, setting traps, and trying to figure out where they're coming in from. And it's just gross. And I. I'm still like, oh, I don't know. It's so dumb because they're like so little and they're relatively harmless. But it was, um, that really affected my my psyche for for a little bit. So uh, my question to you is, hey, what are you afraid of? You know, what are your side hustle fears? You let me know in the comment, uh, comments of this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash fear. That'd be awesome uh, because we're all trying to overcome these different fears in our lives, in our businesses. Yeah, so we can move forward. Um, You guys have an awesome Halloween. Eat lots of candy. Don't get too scared. Um, And until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 